Welcome in the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick. I'm here from what we call now the Seltzer Mayberg Studios in North Miami, which is kind of our extended office, and taping the podcast from there. I'll check out the other podcasts from this week. Did one with Chris Perkins from Dolphins Camp at OTAs. Had a good conversation uh, there. And also with Nikias Duncan, one month out from the NBA draft, we talked about the Heat's options at number 13, where they'll trade the pick or what they will do with it. Also check out the other 14 podcasts in our network, including Miami Heat Beat, Three Yards Per Carry, Swings and Mishes with Craig Mish. New episode from Steve Goldstein. Uh, sat down with Scotty Bowman and Josh Darrow. will be back with Five Rings Canes next week and our website, fivereasonssports.com. We've got the NBA Finals coming up. Toronto, Golden State, and I'm bringing on an old friend um, and someone that is well-known to the South Florida media market. First appearance on our podcast. He's been on Miami Heat Beat uh, over the years, so I apologize to him for that. Um, but uh, going to spend some time with me today, Israel Gutierrez. Uh, you can follow him uh, at Is Gutierrez on Twitter. Thank you for doing this, sir. No problem. Since it's my first appearance, i got to mention a couple of things. Um, North Miami, that is where I grew up, mm-hmm. and so you're in the middle of my hometown. Where are you specifically? We are, uh, well, we, we try not to give out our location too often for, for reasons that oh. Chris and I are joking about. Uh, but we are actually, we're in Miami Shores, specifically. Uh, we are right off of okay. I-95. Uh, there is a subway near us. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I can't give away any other details. I don't have my location <laughs> on my phone. Uh, but, uh, it's a good thing it's a podcast, and you can't bleep things out, but okay. <laughs> but that, that, that's right. Uh, but we are we are right there. Um, and actually, the, the, one of the perks to this particular place is, because you're v- very familiar with South Florida traffic, is that we're negotiating to try to get a billboard, which is right above the building. And the billboard would face uh, the cars that are driving north, and it's right before Golden Glades, right? So... Um, you get stuck there for 45 minutes. So, a lot of angry people looking at your billboard. Th- that's right. And Craig Mish will be looking angrily right back at them. And that's that's kind of what that we're going to That was going to be the second thing that I mentioned, by the way. What is that? Uh, what was it? Swings and Mishes? Is that Craig's? That is that that is Craig's podcast. That uh, is swings. That's fantastic. Swings and missions. We, we came we came up with that. Uh, you know, breaking bread at a Marlins game, uh, where you know, Craig is the one person who goes every single day. Actually, you know everybody in our network, basically. All right, I mean Darrow, and I mean you, you go back with him mm-hmm. and, and Goldie. You're familiar mm-hmm. with Seth Levitt and OJ McDuffie hosting Fish Tank. Obviously, very familiar with yep. Mr. Levitt. So, uh, so yeah. So, you know, whenever that ESPN thing ends, we'll have one ready for you. And Jax, too, obviously. It's like our whole, it's like, is, it's like our, it's like our poker games come to oh, life, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, a, it's everybody in our poker game, except a couple. It's like I've drifted away from the rest of the group. Well, we're bringing you back. One, one podcast at a time. Okay. All right. So let, let's do some NBA with you here. And uh, since you are Mr. Sidelines, in addition to being Mr. Around the Horn, uh, what I want to do before the NBA Finals, I mean, we'll do a little analysis because you and I used to do that just for the hell of it anyway, uh, and on a radio show for a few months um, where we got an excellent offer to stay. But basically, I want to I get into personalities with you. Um, because I know that you get to know these guys a little bit. It's part of what the job is. You work the locker room beforehand uh, and all that, and they get comfortable with you, and then you have information that you can share uh, during games. So I want to start with Golden State first. Tell me something about Steph Curry that we don't know. Hmm. Um, I mean, this isn't any – I don't think it's anything that you don't know. I think he's just really good at um, being this measured guy. Um, he, he really loves golf. (laughs) Like really, it's all he ever talks about. Um, it's, um, I just don't think there's anything like hidden, um, to him. I think he's very, very genuine 
and very, uh, for the most part, forthcoming. Um, mm-hmm. I don't love the fact that he's never really, this is a total personal thing here, but he's never really addressed uh, his connections with his church and his uh, the head of his church being very much uh, anti-LGBT, mm-hmm. um, like very much so. And, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. so I think he's just, so he's guarded in a way, but I mean, he's just, he's the child of, of, a of a star, you know, Del Curry, um, you know, grew up in this, you know, in this world, if you will, it wasn't, you know, now it wasn't the current time, but it was, uh, enough. He was enough of a star that he could sort of prepare Steph for this. And so he is just exactly this. He's kind of like a child star all grown up, but one that has been raised almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so your sense of this, I know it's hard to really know, except for me as an observer mm-hmm. now, kind of watching him on the court, and it looks like he's having the time of his life the past couple of weeks. Do, do you think he's happy that Kevin Durant has not been playing? Um, I think he's happy to get back to doing this, yes. And I think the timing of it um, is more beneficial to him, yes. Because I think if he was doing this in the regular season, I feel like it's already a, a been there, done that situation. Mm-hmm. And there's always the fear with him of getting hurt. And so if he's doing it with literally only having to do it rather with nine wins left in front of him, uh, that's almost perfect timing. And so he can get what he needs. But uh, in terms of, you know, the finals MVP, if it comes and the accolades and the, the, the moments that he's been waiting for in the playoffs, there are other people have been really waiting for in the playoffs. Um, but I think he's also, if you were to just have him weigh what's more important to him, having KD back for the long run after this, knowing how difficult it's going to be without him, or him having this moment, I think he'd, he'd clearly take Katie back. And so it's one of those difficult moments where he's has to, you know, hold back a little bit on, on how much fun he's having doing it. Uh, because I think, you know, if he knows that if he's really going to fulfill his legacy and maybe he ends up being a five, six, seven time champion, uh, mm-hmm. that's going to, that's going to have to uh, be with KD. So uh, I don't think he's enjoying this too much. Why would KD come back at this point? I mean, it's strictly just to collect rings. Um, and the one thing I'd say about KD is, and this is this is one that I've always just been um, believing could absolutely be true, is that he is absolutely working the media and just trolling the hell out of us mm-hmm. and making this Knicks thing seem like... Because if, if, if the Knicks thing was, was certain, it would almost have to include... Kyrie and if Kyrie is considering even going to the to the Lakers or anywhere else then you know it's not a sure thing that KD is going to the Knicks I I, I think you know mm-hmm. I think he has an argument either way if they lose it's like cool they proved um, or I proved they need me I'm gonna go win with somebody else um, and if they win it's like hey uh, you know I've done my winning here even if he wins another finals MVP or, or not I've done my winning here. Let me go on somewhere else. But I think it comes with the assumption that he's going to do this somewhere else. And when you see how difficult it is to create this type of atmosphere, this type of culture, um, and consistently win a championship, like he might just say, F it, I'll win six straight. And and then they're going to have to talk about me with everybody else or with Michael and LeBron. And so I, I think he could find a reason to stay. I don't think, um, you know, it's almost like the devil, you know, versus the devil, you don't know. And whether you have to deal with Draymond a little bit longer or, 
um, you know, Steph getting all the love, you just deal with it. And then, you know, gamble that on the backside, you're going to have all the finals MVPs and six championships and say, hey, I'm I'm the best ever. But when did he get so sensitive? Because, I, I, I mean, early in his career, the narrative was, I mean, LeBron does the decision, right, which I always felt he got unfairly banged on for. But Le- LeBron does mm-hmm. the decision. And KD puts out, you know, is the darling of everybody because he puts out a one sentence statement on Twitter, right? And so, where did this flip? Because, right? I mean, because I think what ha- I think what happens is, you know, you you pretty much have to have the right narrative going with you from the start of your career if that's going to be, you know, if it's going to stick and if it's going to be long term. Like for example, Kobe from the very beginning, that dude wants to be exactly like Michael Jordan. And so, you know, he goes throughout his career, everybody notices it, but along the way, everybody's comparing him. They call him a killer, blah, blah, blah. You know, he gets those comparisons, therefore Kobe's up there. Um, LeBron, King James, the chosen one, was supposed to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time from the time he was, you know, 16. And so as he's pursuing that, you know, this is what we compare him to the whole time. This is where we place him. KD, he was always this, you know, phenomenal scorer, probably going to win some titles, you know. And because early on, he just created this, aw shucks, like, I'm just um, going to, you know, I'm just going to do what I do. And I'm not going to be on this, you know, chasing LeBron thing or, or, or trying, I'm sorry, chasing Michael Jordan thing. I'm just going to create something for myself. And what he created was this image of, you know, this um, very, what's the word I'm looking for, low maintenance superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would be doing it in a, you know, a market like Oklahoma City, which didn't necessarily help him, right, in terms of putting him up there um, with the, you know, with LeBron and Kobe as far as attention, because, you know, LeBron obviously had the benefit of Cleveland being his hometown. And so then all of a sudden, you know, he, 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 he exposed himself and who he really is here in Golden State. And he's just, um, you know, I, I think a little bit of it slipped or she started to show rather in Oklahoma City uh, toward the end. But I think, yeah, this was always KD. He was just sort of figuring out everything as he went along the way. He didn't have a definitive um, seemingly didn't have a definitive goal or who he wanted to be when it's all said and done. And now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I want to be known as the greatest. And it's just like, all right, cool. Well, maybe we'll have to reset that uh, ourselves in terms of how we view you. But um, you're going to have to sort of settle on what it is that you want, because uh, this this move to Golden State didn't help him if that's what he wants to do. And now if he's realizing it, you know, three years later, then, you know, he's just going to sort of reset that, that, that meter that just has a sort of a, you know, assessing who he is. And so um, I think anything is going to work for him because he's that good. So if he goes to the Knicks and they're great, then it's going to be, man, this guy won three championships and turn the Knicks into a relevant franchise again. He might be the greatest. And if he stays in Golden State and they win, who knows how many in a row because of him they'll say hey maybe he's up there with the greatest so i think he's just so talented it doesn't really matter what he does couldn't he team up with Kawhi and with the clippers because that that to me makes the most sense you've got i mean you saw what the clippers did under doc without a star now and even after trading to buy it wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. it would make sense if Kawhi wasn't just having this postseason, because what are we saying about Kawhi right now? Is he the best player in the league? Right. As if he just leapfrogged KD just because KD is out and KD was having, you know, best player in the league playoffs before he got hurt. 
And so you're going to have him go to a situation where Steph got and continues to get all the love, even though you get the finals MVP. And then you're going to go to a place where all of a sudden you still might not be considered the best player on your team. I doubt that's where he would go. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. But first, I want to tell you about a great new sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is ShipYourCarNow.com. These guys can move any car, boat, RV, motorcycle, or equipment anywhere you need worldwide. You have a business and need to ship freight or machinery? Call them. College moves, new car, used car, buying the toy you've looked at for a while? Call them. These guys can ship it all, so give them a call. Here's the number, one 800 264-4644. That's 1-800-264-4644 or visit shipyourcarnow.com backslash five reasons. Also make sure to mention five reasons on the phone. I wish, look, I wish they'd, I, they'd had this when I was going to college. This would have been great for me. I needed to get my car down from Baltimore to Florida. I ended up taking the auto train. You don't want to take the auto train. Ship your car, fly. No job too big or too small. Ship your car now moves it all. Well, that's interesting. I, I just look at the Clippers situation. I say that group that you can put together in a room is as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. Now. I mean, if, if you've got Balmer, you've got West, you've got, you know, Doc, Lauren, whatever you think of Lawrence Frank. I yeah. mean, but I mean, it's experienced people in that room and, and they've done a great job with cap space. They, they, they got rid of Tobias at yeah. the right time. They, they signed Lou Williams for three at 24. Part, I think the tough part about projecting to be a teammate of Kawhi's is that you're pretty much going to have to speak for him. Like he's, <laughs> right. he's going to, he's going to be somebody seriously, like he's going to be somebody who's not going to want to do interviews and people are not going to want to do interviews with him. If he mm-hmm. doesn't say anything, then all of a sudden it's, Hey, Kevin, what do you think about Kawhi's this? What do you think about? And Kevin right. doesn't love talking to the media. And so um, I think that prospect literally plays a part into, into how they think about, you know, who they think about being teammates with. All right. I'm going to get back to the Warriors because there's two more Warriors guys I want to get to. But let, let's go to Kawhi now since you mentioned it. Uh, what kind of interactions have you had with him? About as good as you could possibly have or that anybody could say they've had with him media-wise outside of Lee Jenkins um, because, you know, he is exactly, again, it's almost like Seth, like he's exactly what we think he is. He is this um, sort of, I, I think you said this about Pat Riley one time, if, uh, if I have this phrasing right, that he's a professional autism. Is that right? Mm, I've like, used it's some just, everything is about work and he yeah. doesn't really understand um, what, you know, personal uh, situations are. And I think, um, you know, it's funny. I, I think <laughs> you watch him this year trying. He's really trying hard in these interviews. Like, um, not even just with me, but I was watching him with Kristen Ledlow the other day. And, you know, she asked him a question and I forget what it was. It was oh, it was um, about, you know, how, how his team feels after beating the Bucks four times in a row. And his immediate, honest, genuine answer was, I don't know. I haven't gotten to the locker room yet. But then he's like, all right, I probably should. You could you could almost hear him going through this in his head. And he's just like, all right, I probably shouldn't leave with that, you know, jackass type of answer. Let me expand on that a little bit more. And so he's sort of stepping into this, this superstar role a little bit and knowing that he has to, you know, play a role and, and not can't really just be his himself all the time. But that person is just, you know, who himself is, is just that intense competitor one i mean if you think about how much better he's gotten Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think you've ever seen this type of improvement from yeah you know that guy's got some potential to best player in the league right um type type of stuff so you would have to be obsessive and just serious most of the time if um if if that's who you're going to be and if you think if you make that comparison and i 
I can only make this comparison now because I feel like it's it's the type of and the amount of work he's put in. He's kind of like, you know, a serious version of Kobe Bryant. Um, I think that's a perfect comparison for him. Like he's just more robotic and everything else, literally both on the floor and the moves and, you know, off the floor and in front of the camera. Um, but he is that type of person or, or that type of uh, personality. So how does the league, I mean, obviously look, your career in a lot of ways, I know you do other things, but it's tied to the health of the league, right? I mean, all you know, all of us are to a certain degree, mm-hmm. right? And so let's say he is the consensus best player in the league over the next three years. How the hell does yeah. the league sell that? I mean, I mean, LeBron was an easy sell. Kobe was an easy sell. You know, I mean, like I said, I mean, Kawhi may be a version of Kobe, but Kobe could also smile and, and I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. develop that I think persona. You can sell it. I think you can sell it as intrigue. I think you can sell it as what is this guy made of? It's almost Tiger Woods like. Like we didn't know a ton, did we, about Tiger Woods outside of? I'm, I mean, I think we had the person, you know, the relationship mm-hmm. with his father and everything else. But you know, he was a little bit robotic when it came to to the media and and what you know who he actually let in and etc. So um, I, I mean, that's probably a bad example because we knew a lot about him. You know, even growing up and everything was sort of uh, recorded. And, um, but I, I think you can sell it that way. But I think there's enough out there in terms of competing, right? Like it could be sort of the fight for who's the best player in the league. I think that's something, um, you know, that the league could sell. But I, I just don't, you're right. There's just not that natural tug. Um, I think Zion's going to be huge for the league in that respect. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to come in and make, be that guy that says that you say, "Wow, I have to watch that game." Um, but Israel, but, beyond... but but Israel does does Kawhi ever is Kawhi ever going to be top five in jersey sales? No matter where he is, ever. Yeah, you think? Yeah, so? I think honestly, if he becomes a Clipper, I think that'll be top five. Okay, okay, maybe may, um, maybe Los Angeles does it. I, I think if he stays in Toronto, he won't. Okay, but I, I do I do think that you know if if he's going to be best. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Player face of the league, he's going to need some, like I said, some Zion type of assistance. Right. Carry it. 
So before we switch back to the Warriors, so what would you put the odds at? What are the, uh, win or lose in this finals that he stays where he is? Because everything I know you're more tied in this than I am these days, but everything I've heard mm-hmm. is is it's L.A. and it's always been L.A. and it was just a question of which L.A. team and one of them makes more sense than the other right now. Is that yeah, your view um, on it? I think I, I'm with you in terms. I think it's strong. He's going to the Clippers if they lose. Mm-hmm. If they win a championship, I think it's honestly um, going to be like a 50-50 call because the, the thing the Clippers have going for them is, you know, it's similar to, to what I was saying before about, you know, the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. And um, the Clippers have a lot of good things going for them in, you know, Doc Rivers and culture building and very similar to, to Popovich, um, but, you know, also very much a player's coach, et cetera. And you know the pieces there can work because that team made the playoffs without you in the Western Conference. So they have a lot of positives going for them. But if you win a championship, and you, you know, beat that juggernaut of a dynasty, um, you know, if you assume KD and DeMarcus come back at some point in the series, you can, you can honestly say you beat uh, that dynasty or brought an end to it. And so um, I think that's one of those situations where is why, you know, what can I get better than that? Like maybe you're even underestimating who Marcus Ole and Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam are at this point in their careers, and they could still be an awesome, you know, foursome. Uh, for a few years to come. So I think that would give them some pause. But if they just become another victim of the Warriors, I think, you know, wherever he wants to go is is a priority. We'll get back to today's episode in a second. But first, I want to tell you about one of our new sponsors here in the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg. Find them at onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com, or actually call 855 855- 5,000 Law LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and any personal injury matters. Additionally, if you mention five reasons, they will handle your traffic ticket for $44.99 with a new 15,000 square foot office opening on I-95 in North Miami. They will handle cases all over South Florida. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. One, call legal.com or 855 855- Five five thousand law. The attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg, a proud sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, I'm going to want to get to some heat stuff with you in a second because I know people still come to you for that. But let's let's go to the Warriors and the two other figures on there. I know you kind of had to develop develop a bit of a relationship with Clay from the very beginning, um, and obviously Draymond seems to have a relationship with everybody. But let's let's go to Clay here. Do you think there's a comfort level for him for just being where he is? Or does he need to to do a James Harden and get his own team at some point? I <laughs> I honestly think he's never struggled with that more than now. Um, that eye roll the other day when he heard that Kemba Walker made the uh, <laughs> made the team, the All NBA, and he didn't was was very telling. Um, but I, I think it honestly will be overshadowed or outweighed by whatever feeling he has if they, you know, they win it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is probably one of those that doesn't get spoken enough in terms of what Clay does, win or lose. Like, I think if they win, it's 100% he's coming back. That guy's going to be, a, you know, he's going to be Pippen to, to Curry's Jordan, uh, period. And until, you know, Curry leaves, he's not going to. But 
um, I think if they lose, he's going to have to consider it because then it's just, all right, well, if we lose, I think KD is going to leave. And if KD leaves, can we do this anymore? And if that's the case, then why not go ahead and get my accolades and fill that, you know, that void of that big question mark that I had. And so um, I honestly thought it would never get to that point with Clay. But I think, you know, now where you watch him um, be a, more of a focal point, you realize, man, that dude can actually be a guy you run stuff for on the regular and he can get greater numbers. And so um, I don't know if he can be a number one, but I think if he's going to be, you know, anybody's side ticket better be for championship type, uh, you know, for a championship response. And so uh, I, I think, I think it's super important for them to win for Clay's purposes as well. So Draymond, is he a top 25 player in the league in your opinion? Yes. Um, and I think, we had taken a lot for granted, taken uh, a lot of what Draymond does for granted over the last you know, year and a half, I would say, arguably. And I think um, he has some injuries and some things that slowed him down along the way. But I think uh, he is as good now as he's ever been. Um, I think honestly, and <laughs> I honestly believe that his, um, you know, fiance and mother and the impact that they've had on him uh, in terms of showing him how silly he looked arguing with the refs and how it took away from who he is uh and his legacy i think he's sort of coming to terms with that too um you know what does he want to be remembered for in this historic dynasty does he want to be remembered as um you know the guy who just aggravated everybody and they won in spite of the guy and mm-hmm. cost them a championship because he got too hot-headed or does he want to be remembered as the guy who was absolutely vital to all of it and Um, You know, even more so than a Horace Grant or a Dennis Rodman, who, you know, played a very specific role on on those teams, but didn't do it for all of them and, you know, weren't as versatile. And I think him uh, really grasping that and recognizing he doesn't have to fight with everybody um, turns him into an even better player because he still, as you can see, hasn't lost his edge. He still wants to be uh, that player. And so I, I I think, yes. I think he was on the verge of like possibly becoming more of a, a punchline mm-hmm. than a great. But I think, you know, when he actually plays uh, the way we've seen him since KD went out, I think he's definitely a top 25 player. All right, let's do this one quickly because I want to get some heat stuff with you. Um, just uh, mm-hmm. your your view on the finals. Uh, I, how, how does this go? Um, everything in me says wants to say that the Raptors are going to win because the Warriors will have too much. Uh, just too many moving parts with KD coming back eventually and, you know, not maybe not knowing when to use them or how to use them, or maybe he won't be, you know, this is a little bit more serious injury than they thought it was. Maybe he won't be right. And it uh, could be something of a decoy, which could throw them off. I think DeMarcus Cousins' return might throw them off. And I think, um, you know, and I think that, that sets up the, the Raptors to be good enough to beat them because defensively, you know, I think uh, Kawhi and, and Danny Green and, and uh, Kyle Lowry together is a pretty damn good uh, perimeter mm-hmm. uh, defensive trio and can hang with uh, with that team. And so um, but I just there's something that tells me that the Warriors run isn't just over. Like they're going to have a couple of games, maybe even one of these two in Toronto where it's just like, oh, well, there you go. You can't beat them when Steph and Clay hit 16 threes combined or something crazy like that, you know? And then, uh, and I, I think the Warriors end up winning in, I don't know how many games, but I think it's going to be like wildly competitive within. Okay. That's interesting. I, I have, uh, 
I have the Warriors in six. I, I just think, you know, like I said, I think there's a little bit more left, unlike that 13-14 Heat team, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you still have three players playing at a high level. The problem with the Heat that year, other than going against a juggernaut um, in, in that Spurs team that was playing so well, was you really had one guy playing at a really high level and Bosch playing at a pretty high level, yeah. and, and Dwayne was not Dwayne. And so I, I just think, you know. Yeah, the only hope that team had really of continuing their run is if, you know, Dwayne came back and felt right. healthy, you know, like he did this past year. And then Chris decided, hey, uh, obviously stayed healthy as well, but then decided, hey, I'm going to be not just the third piece, but the best big in the league. And then right. everybody's growing a little bit together. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, they're even better. But yeah, the, the way as it was, it was it was meant to be. Today's episode also brought to you by Doral Toyota. We're excited to tell you about one of our great partners. That is Doral Toyota, where you can find all your favorite Toyota models. Whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre-owned vehicle, Doral Toyota is located at 9775 Northwest 12th Street, just a few blocks from International and Dolphin Malls. Experience the Doral difference, which means four years complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles. In-house financing is available for credit-related issues. Also, if you mention five reasons when you call 305 680 1129 or come in the dealership you'll work with a dedicated manager not a salesman unlike other dealers Durout Toyota prides itself on an honest and transparent buying process that's Durout Toyota DuroutToyota.com or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street vamos let's go Durout Toyota all right so before we get to current heat I'll throw this one question at you because I get this all the time how competitive with that 12 13 heat team the team that won 66 27 straight games have been against peak warriors I just played that game on uh, 2k about four <laughs> days ago um, <laughs> how many minutes did Norris Cole get <laughs> ah, too many very too many had to call like three timeouts in a row just to get him off the floor um, I, I think Man, see, I think they'd be very competitive, and I think the one of the factors would be Spo. Mm-hmm. I think he'd find a way to just make the games not quite as explosive offensively, or make that team not quite as explosive offensively, and just really find a way to take advantage uh, of of LeBron specifically against that team, especially if they went small and you know he could pretty much play the five. Um, I think having LeBron would still be the ultimate sort of code to cracking the Warriors. So I, I think they'd be, I think they'd be right there with them, competitive. Like if they were to have beaten them, it wouldn't be like a, a 2016 type upset. It would be okay. They're just a little bit better. All right, so let's go to current team, and I got, I got two. Well, two things for you. The first thing is, if you're the Heat's front office, whether it's Pat, Andy. Adam Simon, Chet Cameron, Shane Battier, um, Alonzo Moore, whoever, all the people that are in those rooms right now, Nick Harrison, Mickey Harrison, how do you get out of this mess? You just wait it out, or or do you make a move? Or if Jimmy Butler says, because it seemed to me from Pat's press conference that basically what he's waiting on is some player, whether it's a Jimmy Butler or somebody else, to say, I want to be in Miami and force his way there. Like, he basically said that, that, that yeah. <laughs> that's the way out. Yeah, and it's, it's starting the domino. Right, and it's always been the way out. That's the reality. But uh, but is would you even do that? Like, let's say Jimmy says he wants to be in Miami. He doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. And he he wanted to be in Miami the last time. Say he wants to be here. What do we have? One more. I say we. What, we, <laughs> we. We as a collective have had to deal with we. 
Uh, what do we have left on this Hassan Whiteside contract? Well, one more, but I mean, there's all. I had to shoot this down this week. There's this tw- this Twitter uh, rumor that he's opting out, and Goran's opting out, and I went to somebody who's very close to one of them. Who base his text to me back was Ethan. There's no effing way that Hassan right. and Goran are opting so, out. So you know, there you go. With that in mind, with that in mind, um, I-, I think a team can deal with one. I want to say bad, but not in terms of like it's just a bad contract. But you know, any max deal that doesn't you know land you an elite elite player is always going to be looked at as hey, you're slightly overpaying, right? So I think teams can deal with one bad, quote-unquote, bad contract if that player still provides something, right, mm-hmm. um, of value. When that one player, that one bad contract goes to Sun, it's not really giving you much. If that one player is even Jimmy Butler over the next four or five years, I think that you can work with. <laughs> and, I think you can, um, and I think you can build a playoff team with that and it becomes your starting point as if to say all right they're back on track here and you know in terms of the culture jimmy is you know seems like a great fit to have um on this team so i would say if you do something like that yeah i think that you can recover um according to pat's plan but um yeah i think the l that they've taken is just is it is what they've just done like it's not going to get worse Mm-hmm. Than the last few years. No, and, it's you know, no, it's fortunately they had Dwayne to salvage it down the stretch. But um, I think they've learned from this enough, and they've they've taken the big L already. Well, yeah, I called Dwayne the squirrel. He was the squirrel all year. It was like, don't look at the contracts. Look at the Dwayne. Look at the Dwayne. And you know, at some point they're going to need need to transition. All right, three. I got three rapid fire for you here. One favorite interaction mm-hmm. that you had with Dwayne Wade over the years. Just pick one. Favorite. Um, not I when think, he was upset at you about writing about how the shoes fell apart, right? Because I remember no, that. No, the shoe exploded. No, that was so – if you're going to ask me my least favorite, you've uh, spoiled that one. Okay. Uh, but my favorite I, – I honestly, I have to go back to uh, when he first got here and uh, spent some time with him and his then-wife and uh, his now big-ass son, <laughs> Sire, <laughs> who was two at the time. Uh, and we were in uh, one of the hotel that the Heat put players up in before they get their own place and was in his living room playing Nerf basketball with Zaire and you know Dwayne was hanging out watching and playing as well and uh it was funny because I just always remember that Zaire wasn't counting three two one he'd be counting the opposite direction while shooting and he'd be like one two three as opposed to you know the clock going down so that's probably my favorite my second favorite is probably on the Great Wall of China mm-hmm. with him uh there were some other players there but Darren Williams Chris Paul etc but uh, him and I had some, you know, interactions up there, which was pretty damn memorable. Yeah, I think uh, Dwayne, on a personal level, I think when you get to know him that way, you you sort of always have that respect. All right, two, you're a long-suffering Dolphins fan. Is Chosen Rosen, or as we call him, Drew Brees, um, is is he is is he the answer? Is he leading us? Is he leading you back to the promised land? <laughs> Drew Brees. You can get that T-shirt on our site, by the way. Five uh, of the sports dot com. I really hope he is. Um, not just because I said he'd be Dan Marino before the draft started, before the draft or he was picked, but um, I think the Dolphins deserve it. <laughs> I think it's a great uh, type of story where it's like, all right, you didn't draft him, but you got him after one year, and if, uh, he'll be yours if he's great, and it'll feel like, you know, speaking of Dwayne Wade, that's kind of one of the other, outside of, you know, being an actual championship contender, one of the best things about being a sports fan is watching a young super talent develop on your team the team that you're cheering for it was the best thing about 
seeing Dwayne Wade that first year, I was like, holy bleep, this guy's going to be MJ. Um, and so if Rosen is that player, like he is going to really rejuvenate that Dolphins fan base and pick up some young ones too. And I think that would be the best part about it. Whether or not, you know, he's going to be, I have no idea. I think, you know, mentality wise, you could argue that he has the right one, or you could argue that he doesn't because you want somebody to be obsessive, more like a Kobe, Kawhi Leonard type, um, or Peyton Manning. But, you know, in terms of skills, like he seems to have them all. And I love his release. And that's the first thing that made me think of Marino was the quick release. And I saw him. So uh, I really hope so. Catch you and soon. The nickname is amazing. The nickname, yeah, both of them, but uh, I prefer Jupiter's. Uh And the third one, and this is the most important question: Am I the best poker player you've ever seen? Oh my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> you are terrible, um, and I love playing with you. I know you say I, I, that was like eighty dollars in your pocket every time. It's just like I, I mean, mean, it was a, it was basically my third job playing <laughs> you in poker. It was just collecting. <laughs> And Jax was talking the whole time. So it's like Jax is distracting us. We're trying to watch basketball. I spent twelve dollars on pizza. Whatever reason you whatever reason you wanna you can give me five reasons if you want. It doesn't matter. You're still an easy player to get money from. Five reasons. Thank you for endorsing it. In fact, we're gonna use that drop. Chris is uh, yeah, we're gonna we're I'm gonna give that one to Chris. We're gonna drop that. You could use five reasons if you want it. Israel Gutierrez, follow him at is Gutierrez. Obviously, uh check him out on Around the Horn. I saw you on there with Sedano the other day. I didn't know who to root for um, yeah it was the first that was crazy is that the first time vibes going on there yeah that's the, that that, was the first time we've been on together yeah uh-oh. by the way uh if you want to follow me on instagram it's mr is yeah, I, I don't know why i feel like i want to build up my instagram so much it's not like i'm going to be a model or anything but i feel like it's very unequal. I, I love how you throw in. It's Twitter not like you know what I love about that is that you're like it's not like I'm <laughs> going to be a model or anything, but that is exactly what you're trying to do. So it's it's just. But I would. No, what? I'm not trying. I'm not actively trying to because I don't know how and I don't want to put a lot of effort into it. But I would. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> I absolutely would. I, I I know you would. All right, we appreciate it. And like I said, with you and I mean, Sonato's ego is big enough to fill the whole room on that one. So that's uh, you know, <laughs> tone that down a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I know. All right. Thanks, Iz. We'll do this again, hopefully. All right, Ethan. Thank you for listening to the Fire in the Podcast. Thank you so much.